I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you have not experienced the content yourself, then please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to us ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Another happy pod. Hello and welcome back to another happy pod. Uh, today we're talking about Hamilton, aren't we, Nathan? All right. There's there's absolutely no need for this sarcastic, fucking passive aggressive bullshit. You lose one episode, okay, and suddenly you're the worst person. Hello, my name is Nathan Bauer. Welcome to the podcast. Um, for those who don't know, which I imagine is most people, or all three of you who listen, uh, so last week, me and Lawrence recorded for a good hour, a little over an hour, we talked uh, about Hamilton and recorded the full episode. Um, and I sent Lawrence my audio files, because uh, we record remotely, obviously, um, and it it was just blank. There was nothing on it. For some reason, it didn't record. There was some kind of problem with my microphone. Whatever happened, nothing picked up. So we have half an episode of Hamilton, specifically Lawrence's half. So we've, we've got all of my audio. So if anyone wants uh, me to release that, it will be a one-sided conversation. I won't cut it. You'll just hear long extended pauses where Nathan would be talking. Exactly. Uh, and I, I'm happy to upload that and you can... Maybe you can treat it as an interactive experiment. You can chat along with me and try and predict where the conversation will go. Yeah, so if a choose, a choose your own adventure type of thing. Anyway, I'm quite I'm quite annoyed, mostly at myself for this um, because it was actually a, not to toot our own horn or anything, but I'm gonna toot it. It was actually uh, quite a good episode, and I actually really enjoyed talking about Hamilton. I think we had a really good discussion about it. But it's fucking gone forever you're now. Right, you're right to toot. You're right to toot. It was a good. It was a good episode. It was a good recording, uh, at least on my part. Um, but Nathan, didn't surely you'd have had a, a backup, or maybe you could have 
restored the file. What were you not using your computer to record the podcast? All right, is, now you're just being a dick. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Okay, <laughs> low blows, man. Low blows. Nathan records on his PS4. Pass it on. Outed me on. like this. Right, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Hamilton's gone. We may do it again at some point down the line I'm not sure if we will though because when the sequel comes out we'll, we'll cover both of them Hamilton there's plenty more of Hamilton's story this I time um, it's personal when when that comes out <laughs> we'll do or maybe when the movie like the, the proper movie like an actual filmed movie comes out maybe then we'll do it but that'll probably be in like 60 years um, who knows anyway so what are we talking about Lawrence uh, today we, uh, we, we were going to plan to kind of have a little throwaway episode released last week but we couldn't get round to it uh, however today we are recording uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, a game that Nathan and I frequently enjoy I think when did you first get this I, I got this really late I also got it quite late. I got it like a, a full year after its release and it's it's not something that was like not on my radar. Like I was fully aware of this game and I wanted this game as soon as it came out. The problem with was this game was like 60 fucking quid and it's just, it's one of those games, uh, specifically a rockstar game, which just doesn't go down in price. It's never on sale. Just fucking give rockstar 60 quid or fuck off. So yeah, I, I, I was waiting for it to go on sale. I was waiting for some kind of, playstation store sale or something like that because they usually have quite good deals um but it just never came and it was about a year later uh and i was just sat there in the living room um and i just fucking bit the bullet and just uh yeah the exact same happened to me to be fair i wanted it to go down in price it wasn't really on my radar uh when it first came out uh, I lived with two people that both love to play it. Uh, my roommates, um, or my old roommates, Tom uh, and Joe, who has been on this pod. Uh, they are big cowboy enthusiasts. Um, and yeah, it, it was it was played a lot. I got to see a lot of it. I had a few goes on it. I didn't realize <laughs> that you weren't supposed to just shoot random people. You know, in GTA, you can like run over anyone you fucking want. Yeah. And you can do whatever you want with kind of no repercussions. Uh, I, I shot like eight people. And well, Joe was really pissed off at me because I had a <laughs> he had a bounty in like a big city he needed to go to. I would be too. Uh, that, would, that would put me in a right mood. Well, no, but you, you know you know what it's like when you get a, you get a controller with a Rockstar game. You just fucking you're like right. Who am I obliterating? Well, I played uh, the first one, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I I played the first one, but it you know it was about what like ten yeah ten that's, more so that's years the thing now. as well. I I did play the first game, Red Dead Redemption, but again, yeah, it was like ten years, and I haven't played it since. So there was quite a lot of times when I was playing this, I was like, "Ha, huh, I'm pretty sure that's a callback." Guess I'll never know though. So <laughs> I to be fair, I I was like, should I should I replay um. Uh, the original um, Red Dead before this and then I saw a 10 minute like summary YouTube video I went that's the clear choice isn't it <laughs> let's be honest um, the thing so is though that, this um, game is is it, I mean it's called Red Dead Redemption 2 but it's like Red Dead Redemption 0.5 or some shit because it's it's actually a prequel <laughs> it's set before the first game which I like and I think is a good choice because there's a good sum of people like me that just wanted to play the newest, coolest game. They didn't really want to go back and revisit it and get the whole experience. Because, like, also, 
<laughs> like like not just the graphics but like the game design and like the 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 engines and the platforms that they run on they like the comparison between the two because of the sheer amount of time that it's been is just beyond the joke at this point like, yeah it's it's better in pretty much every single way like i re- i didn't recently uh played the original game on playstation now um which is a terrible service by the way but I started playing the original Red Dead Redemption on there, and I got about half an hour into it, and I was just like, "This is fucking awful! I can't even do this." It was just, it's just, it's, it's not built for. No, us. it's it's like when you're just so used to the the more updated and and playable and the better mechanics and everything like that, it just feels like absolute garbage. That that's kind of like the same reason why I'm quite hesitant. Uh, at the moment to go back and play the original Last of Us because uh, the second one is just such an improvement in almost every single way graphically and mechanics and everything like that. I'll yeah, like, it's it's always it's always like a risky line to walk when you play a sequel and there's a big amount of time difference because obviously you you have good memories of the first game but the second one is just like right I could play the first one or I could play the second one and have a much better time with it. Exactly. Um, my my first interaction to this franchise uh, was actually uh, Undead Nightmare, which was a really weird thing that happened. Never played Undead Nightmare. I know, yeah, it's the zombie one, isn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah, never, never played that. What was that like? Let's talk about that. It was good. Uh, like to my knowledge, again, this uh, this is going back over a decade, so I might get some things wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure you play as Jack Marston, who's in who's the son of John Marston in the first game. Yeah, uh, and he's actually like a little kid in the second one as well um and you you play as him as a like a grown-up and you wake up and suddenly just everyone's a zombie there's not really much logic to it and i don't really think it's considered canon it was more just like i would highly it was sold as a separate game but it was yeah. like a dlc before dlcs were a thing um uh, i think i think dlcs were a thing oh maybe i was just a young inexperienced youth <laughs> yeah. that had never bought a dlc before because this was this was at a time where I bought physical copies of the games, Nathan. If you can remember that, disgusting, ugh, gross. Uh, but it was it was fine. Like, it, I mean, it, it, I enjoyed it enough to, for it to make me go out and buy the first game. So I guess that's something. Um, but yeah, I haven't played it in years, and I, I I really can't ever see myself revisiting it again. To be honest, after the second one, because yeah. the second one is pretty great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely fair. I'm I'm pretty much the same. Like after that little uh, half an hour on the original game, I'm like, yeah, unless they do a remake or a remaster, I I'm just never going to play this because y- you just can't go back. Um, so the game itself, for a Dead Redemption, um, what what did you think of of just the overall? Let's go with the story. Where you at with that? As in Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Redemption 2? Well, the one we're talking about, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, that one. So Red Red Dead Redemption 0.5. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, like, the story is, is, is very long. It's a very generous game in terms of what it gives you for the money, uh, yeah. which I was relieved at. Because, uh, like, don't get me wrong, I think, like, the story of, like, GTA 5 is great and stuff like that, but it, it's also it's very samey like you drive to a place and you shoot people that's about it um but i i i did enjoy this one it had a nice 
a nice kind of like rhythm to the story where it all kind of flowed together very well. I think the characters were great. Um, I think Arthur, um, who is the protagonist you play as, is a much better protagonist than John, which I think might be an unpopular opinion, or they might be people. I think people like them about the same, but a lot of people do still have the love for John. Um, but I, I just think Arthur's got a, a little bit more. Um, I don't know. There's just something about him that makes me like him a bit more. If that makes sense, he's he's more of a grounded character. Arthur um, Arthur Morgan is one of the greatest video game characters ever written. He's yeah. But I guess I guess though, I guess my love for him though, and this is a, a tricky situation with the game. My love for him comes from the way I played him though, because like this game can end out different from you, depending on the way you play it, and depending like on the path you take. Um, what path did you take? Honourable. Like, I chose to be uh, a very honourable person. I did, like, all the honourable choices, um, all the side missions helping out random people and, and nuns and priests and uh, random women in the woods and everything like that. Um, I feel like if you take... The thing about this game I like is if you, if you take the time and and really invest in that character sure you can just play the main story you can go to fucking valentine and sandini and shoot everyone you see and have a and have a fun time but if you actually take uh, the time to do the side missions if you invest in the character and actually care about his honor and everything like that i think you're rewarded with some incredible storytelling and and especially uh, towards the end of the game as well, I think. Uh, oh, for sure. I may I when I first played this, um, I, so I've played it twice through now, um, and then like I've I've like picked it up and like I'm like halfway through the story again. But that's I play it very like randomly now. Um, but I've actually like steamed through this game twice. Um, the first time I did it, uh, I I was aware of the honor system and I kind of like knew that I, I should be doing better than I was. Yeah. Uh, but I think I had like a, a bit of a healthy mix. I kind of towed the line on the middle the whole time, really. Um, but annoyingly, by the time it got to the end, I was one notch over the um, over the dishonorable um, like segment. So I got the uh, the the ending that wasn't so favorable and um again if like i say with, there's a spoiler warning at the beginning but if you if you haven't finished the game and you want to finish the game this is your warning uh obviously micah shoots arthur in the face yeah um and i was fucking livid i i, I, I remember calling i think i called you after and said do i get to kill him yeah, and you were like, "Just play the game," and I said, "No, no, no, Nathan, do I get to kill him?" <laughs> like, um, and then I played it. Obviously, then you you obviously do get to kill him, um, but then you get to. I played it the second time rounds just so that I like because the the satisfaction, Micah's satisfaction of shooting me was still like burning into me. Uh, so I had to play it the second time round the way I think you're meant to play it and the way Arthur's written to be played. Yeah, um, and I like overall I had. I had a better experience because I knew the game better and blah, blah, blah. But you also kind of get to understand Arthur as a character a lot more. And also just to not see Micah shoot him in the face for that one moment is just enough to like replay like the 25 hour plus game <laughs> all, all the way again. So when, when, uh, when you told me that you, you got that ending, that you had Micah shoot you in the face, shoot Arthur in the face, uh, I think my thought, my, my thought was like, you must have tried 
really hard to be a prick in that game because from <laughs> from the way I played it, it is just so incredibly easy to get on it. Like I was toward in especially towards the end of the game, I had so much it was coming out of my bags, my pockets. It was my my honor could not get any higher. Like I kept doing missions and I kept doing side quests. And you know how you have the the little honor marker come up saying plus honor or whatever. It just kept going, yeah. but my bar didn't progress because it was already full. And that just happened so, so much. much. It was just there's so many opportunities to to get good honor um so you must have just killed everyone right. you saw or something like that well i mean look nathan this isn't the less rub it in show all right <laughs> i got my comeuppance right mike has shot me in the face i learned my lesson uh, it's what you right, deserve quite frankly I, I wouldn't say i was trying like going out my way to be a prick but there would be times where i'm you know like look let's let's be honest you're playing as a cowboy in the wild west and then you're holding someone over a like over a building. Someone that's like you're in the middle of town. A guy goes, "Hey, I know you," and he like basically wants to get you in a load of shit. You chase him down. You hold him over a over a, like a a cliff, uh, and you have the choice to just, like basically say, "Dude, shut up, yeah, uh, don't tell anyone," and he will, uh, and he won't. Sorry, um, or you can just drop him. And I was like, well, bearing in mind it's like my first introduction to like the honor system in the game, and I was like, well, I'm thinking if I all the choices I make clearly something happens because of them like maybe the story gets affected which you know in a kind of similar way it does but i was like look i don't want to fuck things up for my camp i've got like, i've got like kids at my camp man like so i was like fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna just straight up kill this guy and You're i did and then obviously it doesn't make any drastic changes to the story doesn't make any changes so like, to the story whatsoever you know, i didn't know that i didn't know that at the time and then i was down that path wasn't i and then i was after that it's just fucking all downhill from there i was shooting people left right and center at one time I, I walked past this guy and you know and you know and the npcs have that kind of like the weird like you you walk like within a meter of them and they go hey watch it here or something like that yeah and then i just that was in the middle of saint denis which is the big city you can go to and i just fucking offloaded lead into him and then next thing you know, I'm shooting my way out and it's all so downhill. So you're really not helping your case that you didn't try to be a prick here. You know no, I right. didn't try to be a prick. I, I was, mean, when I was provoked, I When I an acted. NPC said to you, watch it, you pulled out a gun and unloaded <laughs> a full clip into him. Oh, not just one full clip, Nathan. <laughs> this guy was long dead by the time I'd stopped shooting. Uh, look, I, I, I was provoked, and I was you a rough, rough around the edges cowboy, and I don't get told what to do by little fucking NPC pricks. Just, all right, so clearly you didn't try all. You just wanted to play GTA in the Old West, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> it, was, it was Rockstar. They, you know, I was taught this from a young age. <laughs> kill everyone in a Rockstar game. No, kill everyone in GTA. That's what you were taught, okay? Fine. This is different. Fine. Um, but, yeah, so, like I say, though, um, if you actually take the time and you do invest in Arthur and invest in him the right way, I think you're you're hugely rewarded um and and that's why like i always said to you do the side quests do as many as you can even if they seem insignificant even if they seem boring do them they will pay off um and they do and i think one of the biggest ways that happens um and i'm not even sure if this is something you will have experienced uh but there's a mission in uh Saint-Denis, uh kind of 
not a little over halfway through the game, I'd say, uh, where you get the opportunity to help out a a monk and um, uh, a monk and a nun, essentially. Um, total optional side quest. You don't have to do it, um, but obviously I did, um, and didn't really think much of it at the time. It was just just a nice little mission after doing a nice thing, helping out these people who he doesn't need to help out. Doesn't need to give them money. Doesn't need to do anything. He could just shoo them and be on his way because that's kind of the person he is. But he is also trying to be a better person as well. Um, and then, but then towards the end of the game, when the when everything's gone to shit, the camp uh, and the gang are falling apart. Dutch is paranoid as hell. Micah is whispering in his ear. People are starting to leave and run away from the group. Um, just everything is going to shit. It's just the beginning of the end, essentially. Uh, there's a moment where you go to a train station for one of the missions. I believe it's the one uh, just after you get the horses off the boat. Um, and I believe you go to the uh, a train station. And the first time I played this, you meet um, the the reverend, the father in the in the camp, and you and he's leaving and he's going off. Um, so you have a little goodbye moment with him. Now, the second time I played through the story, the Reverend wasn't there at all. He leaves an entirely different way. He was just gone in the night, left a note. But in his place, the nun who you helped earlier in the game is there instead. And she has a conversation with Arthur. Um, and it's one of the most beautiful and touching and frankly emotional conversations I've ever really heard. Because um, obviously at this point, Arthur knows he's dying. And they have a, a conversation about that. And she's just basically telling him about the kind of person he is and about the kind of uh, legacy he's going to leave and everything like that. I'm not really doing it justice, but it's no, I, just... I remember I, I didn't get to experience it the first time. Um I did get to experience it the second time round uh, when I was I was played it like a fucking patron saint essentially. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's there's a like you say it's about kind of life and everything, and I think there's a they touch on a little bit of like what you what impact you make on people. Um, and he says, was it? He says that line. What was? Oh, I'm afraid. He says, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he says he's and afraid. Then, oh man. And bear yeah. in mind, like Arthur's a man of few words. You barely hear him. You don't hear him say much, like no. unless he has to, unless he's in like a conflict situation. And he, him just saying those two words, it's enough for you to, like, it basically lets you in on the character. Not that you're not already, but it's that last kind of emotional door that you haven't unlocked, and you you get to see him be vulnerable, and it's like, oh Jesus fucking hell, man. And I think but, that's uh, why that's why I really connected with Arthur that's why I just absolutely fell in love with this character because when you're introduced to him he's not a good person he's he's done a lot of bad things and he's uh, still kind of doing them at the beginning of the game like he'll he won't have any problem uh, robbing people killing people at the beginning of the game that's just who he is but as the story goes on um and you know certain things happen like him having to beat people up for money and just other missions with the gang and everything like that just certain things happen and it's it's just the switch over in in the latter half of the game more more towards the end where 
again, if you play it right, where he really just tries to be a better person. And like, I think another part of it, again, completely optional, um, is so, so more towards the beginning of the game, um, Arthur beats up a very sick man uh, because he owes Hairstrap's money. Um, and, th- and that's how he actually gets the, the TB, ironically enough. Um, uh, and his and that man dies um, mostly because of of the TB, um, but he leaves behind a wife and a son. And later in the game, you come across the wife and the son again, and obviously they hate you because of what you've done, but you still get the chance to help them. And helping them does absolutely nothing for you. There's no reward for it. You don't get a payout. You don't get anything like that. If anything, it hurts you because you give them money and you're left with less uh, less money in the game and everything like that. So it's it's in your interest not to do it. But if you do it, you'll, you, you get this incredible story of a man just trying to right the wrongs in his life uh, before he goes, just trying to be a better person in this little time he has left. And I don't know, I just really love that. Well, you, the the reason, like I said, one of the one of the main selling points of this game for me, um, which I think it does so fucking well, is the, is the characters in general. Obviously, we've we've spoken about Arthur, but a character that really parallels Arthur, I think, is Dutch, who is um, he's obviously like the leader of the gang. Um, I mean, it's called his gang. It's called the Vandalin Gang, um, yeah. which is his name, um, and it's essentially he's he's basically like a father figure to Arthur. Um, I think they picked him up when he was like, I think Dutch was in like his early, th- early thirties and Arthur was like 15 or something. Um, yeah, something like that. And yeah. And so they, they've, they picked him up. They kind of took him in as a, like a treated him like a son. And they've known those three, uh, Dutch, Arthur and, um, Jose, what's his name? Jose. Yeah. They've, they were like the, the, the main three that started it. Um, and obviously, the bond that they have is ridiculously strong at the start of the game, even though they bicker and everything like that, but they're two grown men. Um, by the end of it, like depending on what ending you get every, every way it goes, Dutch does wrong by Arthur massively. And it's interesting that the whole arc that Arthur has is starting off a prick and becoming uh, a man that's at least trying to right his wrongs and do good. And Dutch starts the game with very honorable intentions. Um, is all about the you know not exploiting or killing people that don't need to be killed you know only robbing from people that have the money to be robbed from um towards the end and it, but toward towards the end like you say with with Micah whispering in his ear and everything he just becomes this kind of insufferable prick um yeah and it is very much about how like the power and the like the money and the the status can really um like twist someone essentially and i think his character, I mean, I've got it in my notes. Every time, um, I think it's literally, without fail, every single cutscene, I liked Dutch less and less. And it got to the point where, like, at the start of the game, I was respecting him. He'd ask me to do something, I'd, and I'd, I'd be eager to do that mission because I'm like, oh, fucking Dutch is, like, my guy in this. Obviously, I knew where he ended up because I played the first game, but, you know, you, you play it as if you're invested in the current story, which you are. Um, and then it gets to the end and it like got to the point where like, I, even though I'd be sat there playing this game by myself, he'd say something and I'd just go, Oh, fuck off Dutch, you prick yeah. like, to myself. And it, and it is that. And 
obviously that's you know um another thing i've got down is um i like i love the character of micah because he's such a successful you know like you've got the classic villains like joffrey from game of thrones villains that are so good at being assholes that you just yeah. fucking hate them um and they do like such a good job but what did what did you think of of those two uh yeah dutch is much the same like obviously uh you start off the game quite liking and respecting him i'll be honest i was never a huge fan of him just because i knew how the story was played now like he's the villain in the first game i knew that um yeah uh but uh, still you know it's it's a younger dutch he's a, a little different a little skinnier um and uh at the beginning certainly a, a much nicer character anyway but yeah like a when he starts to turn and i think it's like when they get back from they go somewhere but some, where do they end up going somewhere in the caribbean they end up somewhere in the caribbean um yeah. cuba i think i think it's cuba um i think it's near cuba yeah anyway they go there they get shipwrecked and everything um and i think after that that's when dutch just really starts to turn and from from then on he he's just unraveling like the the longer the game goes on, just the more insane and paranoid he gets, and it's 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 really good and interesting to watch. But also at the same time, you're just like, oh, come on, man, what are you doing? Uh, and I think yeah. the moment where it really shows more than anything, um, I think this is the mission where you go to the. Uh, to fight with the Native Americans. Uh, they come to the camp request and you're helping you go to fight with the Native Americans. Um, I, th- I think it's that anyway. I might be wrong, but it's around that time. Uh, and Dutch, uh, no, sorry, Arthur tells, well, he asks Dutch, um, just let the women and children go. Just, you know, be, be nice. Just let them go. And then we can do this and do what we need to do. Uh, and, and Arthur says, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to insist. And, and just that one word, that one word, insist, you can tell he just eats away at Dutch. Like, yeah. he goes, yeah, yeah, sure, Arthur, yeah, yeah, no problem. But then when Arthur's got his back turned, he's like, insist. And it's it's just eating away at him, and he cannot let that go whatsoever. And I, and I think that's that's the reason why later in that same mission, if I've got my, my times right, uh, Arthur is in trouble like there's someone with a gun to him and dutch has the chance to help him but instead he just walks away and doesn't yeah do oh mate i i remember playing that moment and i genuinely like, like again like i say i'd be playing a lot of this game just sat on the sofa by myself um and like that moment happened and i remember being like has he got he's got a clear shot and then he turned his back and i went you cheeky fucking like you fucker yeah. and I, I mean i was literally obviously yeah, you know that he's the villain of the game, but Arthur's a totally new character. You you know who Dutch is, but again, you don't know his relationship to Arthur because Arthur is a completely new, for the most part, character. Um, so I and I didn't expect him, like at that point in the game, to just fucking leave me. Like, yeah, because he it's not just the fact that he like leaves you in trouble, knowing you can get out of it. Like, you, there's a pretty fucking clear chance that you're gonna die. And someone, I think, it, it, what's the the young um, Native American's name? Is it uh, uh, Eagle Rain, Flies? Eagle Flies, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Eagle Flies does die in that moment to help Arthur. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like, it was very. It, had a, it was a very big chance of Arthur not getting out of it. 
and it was the fact that Dutch just fucking completely turned his back. I was like, oh, you are a fucking prick. Um, and I was, to be fair, I was amazed that the game kind of kept you on with him and like you still had stuff to do with him after that point. Yeah. Um, but then obviously it sets up the ending. Um, yeah, he's, he's definitely a very complicated character in, the, in, in this game anyway. Um, and, and there is a lot of layers to it. Like we say, as, as it go on, just the more unraveled and, and uh, unbearable he becomes, really, because I really started to hate him towards the end. Someone I hated right from the very beginning was Mika. Fuck that guy, man. Never liked Mika. Um, are you, you calling him Mika? Mika, Mika, I don't care. It's Mika. Um, Mika is the singer. Well, I don't care. I'm not showing this prick any respect, all right? I'm not getting his fucking name right. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I hate I've him, I've said his name like six times in this podcast so far, and then you... you... <laughs> I don't care, all right? Fuck him. I hate him. He's a prick. I try to be like Grace Kelly. <laughs> Shut up. He's, he, you're absolutely right, yeah. He's, he's a great villain in the sense that, like Joffrey, like Ramsay Bolton, like whoever else from a different tv show you you hate him <laughs> and he's a successful villain because you hate him so much um so so yeah great in that respect but oh insufferable every time he came onto screen i just wanted to unload a full clip into his body hate yeah him. the he worst is. the worst thing about this is the fact that obviously you abide by the whole like you can't just rugby tackle the people that are like characters in this game like you, you can yeah. rugby tackle pretty much anyone but the, the people that you can't are the people that are like either in mission with you or the people that you at least know. Yeah. Um, which is another thing, actually. I do love just like go in the in the epilogue when you're like walking around as John. Sometimes you just like see uncle out and about in the town, which is quite funny. I do enjoy that. There is I think you can meet most of the gang members, actually. You can. Yeah. You can well, meet- I like that because it's, it's, the, it's one of the few games where the NPCs you can like it really feels like they have a life and I'll talk more about the, the realism of the game in a second but yeah yeah man Micah is just fucking oh like he is insufferable like you say every time that he comes anywhere near you and like and he had he, the worst I think they they knew what they were doing like the scriptwriters knew exactly what they were up to when they they got Micah to always refer to you as like cowpoke or something like that yeah um, or like black lung or whatever like just a black lot of lung is more and, towards the end when you're yeah when you're dying because he's coughing his guts out yeah, yeah. but there's there's they knew exactly what they were doing because every time he called me a nickname, I was like, we're not fucking friends. I was livid. <laughs> like, um, and obviously like, yeah, cause you're so, you're so immersed by this point in the story that you're just there praying at the end that you get to kill him. And yeah. like, obviously the, the, the one issue that I have with it is that Arthur never gets to see him buried. Like I just, that, it, that, that doesn't sit right with me, but obviously you offload into him as John so that I can at least settle with but- that. The way you kill him as John is very satisfying, um, but yeah, it, it is. It, it does sting that he got to live a whole seven years longer than Arthur Morgan. Um, it, is, the, it is upsetting. The sweetest, goodest, purest boy in the West. Um, <laughs> a few people that would disagree with that, I reckon. Well, they can yeah. die. Um, well, they're wrong. What is not not a huge character in the game, but one I. I really liked and just the more I heard this character talk the more I just really liked what they was about um what did, what did you think of Rain's Falls I really liked him I think it was like 
is very i think they even reference it that it's a very unlikely friendship that like arthur has with him yeah. but there's one mission uh, and i i remember playing the mission it's where you go you go like picking for like some of the the flowers or something that have like healing property i don't fucking know yeah that you you go looking around for flowers and shit basically um, and it's a very slow-paced the, mission as well yeah and I, I remember doing it and obviously you don't really know the character that well at this point and you're walking along and you go um I remember being sat there playing it, going, "Oh fuck me! All right, all right, let's get, let's hurry this up. Can can the horse not go any faster than this? Blah blah blah." And obviously, every time you pick a flower, you have to manually get off, pick the flower, have a conversation about it. I was like, "Fuck me! This is going on forever." But then one of the moments in the conversation brings up that Arthur had a son. Yeah. Um, and I was every like I say, every time you kind of get a little bit bored or frustrated with it not being like fast paced enough the game brings you back to the characters uh, and he's a character um Rains Falls is definitely a character that stands out because he's he's one of the characters that is the emotional like one of the emotional doors into Arthur like uh, he, yeah. Arthur's Arthur confides in him more so than like any other character so the moments he has with him are naturally quite special because of that I think um, he's a character who has um quite a big effect on Arthur. Um I think he's he's definitely someone who who makes him just just clearly want to be a, a better person. He he's almost he's almost the opposite of Dutch in a way. He's like a father figure but coming at it from like cl- the opposite side entirely. Dutch raised Arthur in a gang he raised him to shoot to kill to rob to to do what he needs to to survive uh, and then suddenly he's coming across this this man who who whose entire philosophy is peace and who doesn't and almost to a fault at times as well like he doesn't even yeah. want to hurt the people who have captured his own family, who who are hurting his own family, he even sees that as a wrong. He he doesn't want to to hurt those who have hurt him and who keep hurting him. Like a big part, not a big part, but a part of this game is you know what the Americans did to the Native Americans and forcing them out of their own land and everything like that. Um, and he's he still doesn't want to be uh, to hurt those people in any way whatsoever. He just wants to live a peaceful life with his people. Um, and, and you can, you can certainly argue because I, I, I was the same. I was like, that's frustrating. You, you need to see it from this side. You need just peace alone. Doesn't bring about any results. And, and I think that's why you had characters like Charles Lee. You had, uh, Eagle, not Charles Lee, Charles uh, Smith, I think. Um, and Eagle falls and everything like that, who could be that other side of him. Uh, but it's it's really, I don't know. I just I I really admired that about him that he was just his whole thing was peace, um, even yeah. in the face of of hatred and and anger and violence. He was still just about peace. There's just something really admirable about that. Well, mate, like it just every every single character in this affects Arthur differently, and they're all like they're all there to be like the surrogate for the audience. Essentially, they're all there to, to open up a different side to him, yeah. um, which is very, very interesting. And like I say, he is definitely one of the most interesting because the conversations you can have with him, um, yeah. some of them, some of them in story, some of them just by like walking around the camp and having 
little interactions. Some of them are just like like I say, they really just let you in in ways that other characters don't. Um, the stories about his um, his son and his wife in particular were just in, incredible, heartbreaking, but incredible. Yeah, well, like when I was playing that mission, like I said, the whole time I wanted it to be like, all right, let's 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 hurry this along. And then when that conversation propped up, I was like, oh my god, I want more detail. I want to know more. To the point where I paused the game and like yeah. Googled it. Um, obviously, trying to be careful of spoilers, but um, like at the same time, I was like, oh, I Googled like, did Arthur have a son? Is he bullshitting? Like, like because it's the only. I think it's the only time it's mentioned in the whole game. Um, uh, I think it's it's also mentioned in his journal at one point as well. Uh, okay, but other than that, yeah, I think I think it's the only time it's actually spoken about. Anyway, yeah. Uh, did you come across a character called Charlotte? Ah, uh, refresh me uh, in case so I didn't. I might. Have done. She uh, is a woman who uh, her husband had recently died, uh, and she kind of like lives in the wilderness on her own. Uh, in a, like a in a cabin, like in the very very north of the map. Um, I can't say that I did come across her. I don't. I don't recall it. Uh, she she is a, a side character. Um, you get the option to meet her three three separate times, um, and it is more towards the end of the game as well. Uh, but she is another one of my favorites, just because her and Arthur just kind of build this. Uh, it, it's not exactly a romantic relationship, but there's clearly chemistry between them, um, and it's it's just a nice uh, a nice little moment, nice few little moments really. You just you essentially just help her out a few times, um, like you teach her how to hunt, you teach her how to shoot a gun, uh, and everything like that. She rewards you by uh, giving you a, a fully cooked meal and everything like that. Um, okay. And at that point, you do like pass out because of the of the TB, and you have like a big coffin fit, and she like nurses you back to health and everything like that. Um, and there the, the just is some really good moments between those two characters. Um, and then later on in the game, as John, you can uh, come across her again and just give her the news about Arthur and just let her know um, that that he died. And uh, um, and it, and it's just nice that you can you can build those relationships in the game. Like she's just one example, but she's one that I really liked because like, like you haven't experienced it. It's something that quite a lot of people won't experience, but I just love those optional quests in the game, which, which do add quite a lot of it. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, oh, they do. And I, the one thing I really, really enjoy is when I found out, um, when Arthur died and I realized, Oh fuck. I, Cause I didn't realize I was going on to the last mission. Yeah. Um, that would obviously see Arthur die at the end. Um, the, one of the main things I thought, other than fuck Micah, was, um, oh, fuck, like, uh, there were so many side quests I wanted to get done before the end of the game. And then yeah. the epilogue comes around. And obviously some of them are gone, but a lot of them are, like, rejigged for John to do. Um, yeah, that's true. Which I really did enjoy. Some of them are a little bit cheesy, like, it'll be, it'll be oh, my friend told me about you, <laughs> like, yeah. before he died ages ago. Um, kind of thing, which obviously you know probably didn't happen, but the the game wants to give you that fair opportunity to still have those experiences, which is good. Um, which leads me on to my next point. Actually, um, the actual obviously we've spoken a bit about the characters and the story. What did you think about the actual 
like how the game run because this is a very slow game for the most part which normally you know me um would bore me quite a lot um but i again i really enjoyed this so what are the kind of game elements that you enjoyed from this game uh it's interesting you bring up because um recently watched a video it's talking about how rockstar's game design is outdated in a sense oh is this Um, this guy on the bouncy ball yeah yeah that's the one that's the one i don't i don't know who or what this guy is right but he is he he, i think he's made like two big videos and they've both blown the fuck up this guy is yeah master in youtube (laughs) they they are pretty huge yeah he keeps getting recommended to me all the time Uh, so i watched that um and and he does make a lot of good points um in the sense that I mean, you even said it earlier with GTA, like a lot of it is just driving to a place, shooting people, and that's pretty much it. Um, it's not that much different with Red Dead. As much as I love the game, a lot of the game is going somewhere on a horse, talking to someone while you do, doing a mission, which doesn't really have that much impact on the overall story, wash, rinse, repeat. That is yeah. a large portion of the game. I, I I like it. I like the game, but it is very repetitive in that sense. Um, and I think as well, there's also quite a few criticisms of the game have just how um, in depth it is in terms of like micromanaging everything. Because like, yeah, you can go hunting, but you need to do it in the right way. Like, you need to shoot a, a deer with the right gun. Uh, you need to make sure you're using the right ammo. Otherwise, the, the pelts won't be as good and everything like that. Your hair grows, yeah. so you have to go to the barbershop or a trim your own beard if you don't want it to grow out unruly. You need to eat. You need to look after yourself. There's all kinds of like different micromanaging levels. You need to take a fucking bath at times as well because you stink. Uh, there's all kinds of different like micromanaging levels which some people uh, say detract from the experience of it maybe i'm weird i don't know i just kind of like all that shit though i i enjoy all of that I, i'm not sure why don't get me wrong right i think one of i think it mainly for me it stems down to the fact that this is the first time like it's one the main game right if you don't like arthur you won't like this game uh, because of how character focused it is um, yeah it's like the story is basically an internal drama for him yeah um and I I think the story goes a long way. One, I think the realistic elements of the game are great, and I'll touch on them in a second. But the 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 fact that you actually have to look after Arthur, like the fact that you have to give him a bath, the have, the fact that you have to like make sure he's like fed, like the fact that you have to shave him and go to um, go to a barber's if you want a haircut, and you're you know once you cut your hair, it, it, you can't just change it to be a long style again. Which is side point. A realistic barber in a rock star game is great news. Um, I I really enjoyed that. Um, But it goes a long way to actually making you care about the character and also immersing you to feel like the character. Like, how many other characters do you know where you've had to, like, sit through, like, a two-minute cutscene of, of, like, him having a bath? (laughs) Like, it's very rare. Um, But, no, I think it just adds, like, yeah, okay, it's a little... Sometimes it's a lot. Like, the whole you have to know what gun to use kind of thing, that stuff... I'm not like it's not that I'm not keen on it, but I could do without it, and it wouldn't really make much of a difference for me. Yeah. Um, but but the stuff that like you know when you when you skin an animal and stuff like that, um, you have to like get off your horse, you go and do 
and it, it's not like a cutaway cutscene. It's all in game, but you still have to wait there. You can't do anything else. Um, you have to go in, then you have to go and put it back on your horse. Your horse then gets slower because of it. The energy drains faster. Like yeah. it's all stuff that in real life you'd have to consider. Um, and I like that the game doesn't like it, it. It's trying to be realistic, and it doesn't. It does not shy away from that to the point where I. It, it may sometimes it may go too far, but I for the most part I really enjoyed it. And I think you know, oh god, you know fucking how much. Remember Assassin's Creed Three, the cutscenes for the hunting. Yeah, that see for me those didn't work because they're like <laughs> they're like thirty seconds long. And they're, they're not and they're, 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 those right, are, they're, those they are even less than those are even less than this. But they're in a, they're in a fast paced game. They're in a fast paced yeah. game where you can kill like eight people in less than thirty seconds, and it's it, it doesn't work. Whereas in this game, a slower approach works better because it gives you that time with the character to experience all of those little details. Yeah, um, and it and uh, yeah, it just makes me feel closer to the character. I think that's fair enough. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mostly agree. I, um, yeah, I, I like all the the little elements like that, looking after Arthur and the hunting and everything like that. Um, I can certainly understand why people say it detracts or it's too much or whatever, but no, I, I quite enjoy it. It doesn't do anything for me. Um, yeah, sure, the, the gameplay mechanics could definitely do. We've been updated, the, the mission structure and everything like that. Um because it is just a lot of ride to a place, have a conversation along the way, do a thing. It it yeah. is just that repeated essentially. Um, so yeah, it definitely could have uh, done with some more variety in there. Um, but overall, the the story of Arthur was what I was invested in. If there was a little repetition along the way, that that's not too much of an issue for me, really. Yeah, at the end of the day, like them, it might be. It might be, you know, you might be experiencing a bit of repetition, but the stuff that you're doing isn't, like, boring. Yeah, like, yeah. You're doing fun stuff, so I guess, you know, there's, I think it's, yeah, it could go either way, but for the most part, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't know, I think I've, I've said my piece on it. Is there anything you wanted to bring up, or, like, favourite moments, maybe? Or No, that's um, pretty much everything I'd want to go over. Favourite moments... Um, would just be I, I really like the moment um, where you're just walking down the street in in Saint Denis and then you just collapse and it's it's the moment where Arthur then goes to the doctor and finds out that he's got the the TB because um, it's oh, just yeah. such a shift and and you don't know what's going on at first um, yeah yeah and I, and I really enjoy that moment um, any moment where Arthur is just a good sweet boy um which <laughs> for me was most of the game i love arthur morgan so much he's so great and, and i he's love the character. way i love the way he talks to his horse as well i love it that's my boy that's my boy yeah the boy and also i was saying to you earlier um this this game has uh, a terrible effect on me because whenever I'm playing it, I just put on a very bad Southern American accent and just try to speak <laughs> like a cowboy all the time. I'm always like, yeah, I've been around these parts for nigh on 20 years and I've been shooting oh my, my pistol and all that. And yeah, it's... Thanks. Thank you for giving me a clean recording of that just for You're welcome. all purposes in the future that I need it for. Um, You're certainly welcome. No, I, I do. I do the same. I, I do the exact same. Um, 
I don't, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of moments that stand out, um, but also and also not a lot because, like you say, the game does get a little bit repetitious, and the story elements of it are what carries it. Well, I think one of my favourite moments is actually in the epilogue, um, where you um, it's it's right at the end um, or very close to at least um, when you confront Micah. Uh, you finally get up the top of the hill. You're with um, you're with uh, you're playing as John, and you're with Sadie um, and Bill. Great character, by the way. Sadie, oh Sadie's fantastic. She's she's mm. brilliant. Um, but yeah, I, I I got up to the hill, and then it's the moment where Mike is there, and Dutch comes out, and obviously, even though like whatever ending you got dutch was still a bit hesitant to trust micah because at right at the end of it arthur said like look dude he's a fucking rat like <laughs> and arthur yeah. uh, uh, dutch doesn't really know what to believe so in one version he kind of skulk uh, like sulks out um but yeah so he's there hiding with them um and it's the moment where john's like dude don't be a complete piece of shit please um and Dutch shoots Micah, giving you the window to fucking just offload into him. Um, and obviously, although you know where Dutch ends up and you know that, like, definitely, like, definitely shit isn't resolved between John and Dutch because of how their story ends. Um, it's that moment where you kind of see Dutch go, all right, I'm not a complete piece of shit. And Arthur still meant something to me, um, which is good. I, I, I really like that moment. Too a little too late for me. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Still absolutely <laughs> fuck him. Um, but yeah, it, it's that. It's the little moment. It's just one of them things that makes the game so character-driven. It's that little detail uh, that I liked. Because it would have been very easy to just not have him there. Um, yeah. Like, it wouldn't have affected his story in, in the first game or anything. It wouldn't have affected the setup. It would have been very easy just to have another dude there or, like, I don't know, something else distract Micah for, like, a millisecond for John to shoot him. Um, yeah. What kind of pod was this for you? Um, it was a video game. Um, Nathan, that's not how we, we do things here. Well, how we do things is dumb, okay? I fucking hate this rating system. Oh, here we go. You hate it the rating makes, system again. It yeah, yeah. makes no sense. Um, I, Previously on, Nathan was a grouchy bastard. <laughs> Fuck you. Come on, you, you, you know, look, how, this, you know how this works. You say what you liked about the pod, you use an adjective, and then but you I, sign off. There's only so many adjectives. Um, all right, I, fuck it, I'm going rogue. I liked the game. Uh, really enjoyed Red oh Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> it's Jason Bourne. Um, I don't know. Arthur, <laughs> Arthur Morgan's story is, is definitely... Um, why I love the game so much. Certainly there is problems with the gameplay mechanics. Certainly it is a little bit uh, repetitive. Um, But like I say, Arthur's story just trumps all of that for me. Um, So fuck you. I'm going to give this game a... What the fuck are you doing, Nathan? Don't you dare. Nine out of ten. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, gone rogue. Fuck you fucking hell all right fine if that's the way you want to play nathan right i'm sticking to my fucking guns this pod for me was a delightfully fun engaging character driven pod uh which it's not a pod it is oh, fuck off nathan <laughs> all right jesus it's it's my rating system i brought it into the, you know what we brought it we agreed on this rating system as well and you've you you've been fine with it for weeks 
we we didn't agree on it. We we realized whilst we was recording our first episode that we had no rating system and we settled on this. Well, I I like it. I've grown to appreciate it. Now, if you please let me finish my my rating. Um, Hurry up. I would give this a pod out of ten. Fucking fuck you. <laughs> just just fuck you. Anyway, um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this will be out whenever, um, wherever. Happy we're meant Thursday, to be Friday, or Saturday, or possibly Sunday. Who the fuck knows? Um, it won't be Sunday. We have a spooky episode coming on Sunday, and yeah, Nathan we'll has see to about do his that. homework this week. I've always do my homework. What have I never not? <laughs> Nathan, minutes before recording this pod, you went, this is completely off the cuff for me. Well, <laughs> I mean, first of all, why you got around me like that? Second of all, still did good though, didn't I? Um, well, we did. We, anyway. This was a tremendous pod. <laughs> enough, enough of your pods. I've had enough. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, give us a message there. Let us know what you thought if you want to. Uh, let us know if you want us to talk about anything next, blah, blah, blah. All that bullshit, you know what to do. We're over there at Another Happy Pod. Um, where the Pine Size Network is still being the process of being set up on YouTube. No one really knows what that is yet, so that doesn't mean shit to anyone. But we're just in the process of setting up our own little network and a YouTube channel and everything like that. I don't believe any of the episodes are up there apart from the first one at the moment. <laughs> the first one is there. Um, I've got to do some <laughs> rework on the thumbnails. Uh, I, I have, I've exported them too large and the, and YouTube is not enjoying how big they are. Uh, oh, and well. I've since deleted the others. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have a big Sunday, uh, thumbnail making session uh but yeah like nathan said follow us on twitter uh listen to us uh in the shower or on your way to work um and we'll see you're you playing on red dead redemption too that's true that is also true do that then um, but don't we miss will the see story you on sunday for the nathan i'm doing the fucking outro all right Fuck you jesus right <laughs> we will see you on sunday uh let's hope nathan didn't lose the audio for this week ciao there's just no need <laughs> goodbye <laughs> Another happy pod, I guess. Another happy pod. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 